Hit it. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. You're listening to Pod Me If You Can. This is Pod Me If You Can. Movie reviews by David and Lloyd. An Australian podcast on your favorite movies. Go to www.podmeifyoucan.com. Welcome to Pod Me If You Can. I'm David Farrell. And I'm Lloyd Hughes. Today's film is Infinity. Uh, basically, in Australia, it's come out on iTunes, and you guys can rent or watch it right now. In America, it got a cinematic release, and uh, it stars Daniel McPherson, uh, Luke Ford from Animal Kingdom, as well as uh, the lesser-known Hemsworth, Luke Hemsworth, directed by Shane Abess of Gabriel fame. Everything okay? Yeah. Whatever you have to do, you come home to us at the end. I promise you, I'll be home. Gentlemen, Mr. Whit Carmichael's first day in the big leagues. You're gonna fit right in. You bitches ready to rock? Okay, listen up. Infinity. Furthest outpost in our galaxy. We are relying on you, our best search and rescue team, to get this job done. So they're all dead? All but one. Wit Carmichael. Bring this Carmichael home. Be prepared for anything. There better be a hell of a big bonus for this. Don't touch anything. Body, two o'clock. Look at his neck. What the f- is that? What's happening? We got movement. Raise your hands now. What's your name? What's your name, soldier? My name is Wit Carmichael. Anything you want to tell us? Everyone else got infected. Everyone. Oh my god. Whenever they touched, it's like these urges just overtook them. What caused it? It's a contagion. This instinct is predatory. I've never heard of anything like this. You said there was no one else in here! What is life with? Stop it. I don't think we can. When do we leave? My name is Whit Uh Apologies, guys. I'm a bit sick. I hope to get through this without yeah coughing into the microphone or anything like that but just a heads up we've seen the film infinity so this podcast will be spoiler filled um you can't talk about the film without talking about many key elements including the ending so if you haven't seen the film yet check it out lloyd uh, shades of alien pandorum contagion what'd you think i love what i love here are the marines i love space marine movies like aliens and as you said um of course pandorum i absolutely love that uh you guys could check out that review uh which i did on our youtube channel i did a whole review on pandorum uh, i think this film uh infinity looks incredible great set pieces great photography um i really like the special effects of this movie but what i think the true masterpiece here is the makeup 
of the char- characters. I think that was absolutely incredible. Like really good makeup work here. Um, I love uh, Space Marine movies like Aliens. I love the camaraderie with the people and how they function as a unit dealing with the situation. I think the best character dies a bit too early in the movie. The captain of Carmichael in the beginning. I thought he was fantastic. He had this the guy with the beard and the scar. Exactly. He had this really yeah. authoritative quality, but he was like a true friend with everyone. He just had that really warm warmness about him and there was a great detail with his character like he said with the scars on his head the details on his suit he was really memorable and i was shocked to see him die right away i'm like oh <laughs> uh, I and i love the le- dialogue sorry so i was just gonna say i would have loved to have seen that bearded actor as one of the members of the crew yeah yeah you know. no i yeah it's sort of like i'm in alien resurrection uh michael wincott he's like the best character in the whole movie and he just dies right away and he dies in the worst possible way he just holds two guns and look goes around the corner and that's the last we ever see of him just like but he was the best character in the whole movie um i love the dialogue of the next team like after uh, carmichael's um uh like i guess he uh warps out of there and then the captain's left there with the gas in the room then we cut to that next team i love the dialogue and how that team is briefed the worried looks they give each other like you really feel like that you were going into the unknown with these guys and they felt like a team who had been on on previous missions together who trained well together and everything you know uh, so it had a really great feel to this movie I, i think it looks very very good like it looks great like they did a really good job with all the set piece and everything like that and the photography yeah set decoration everything visually is great the guy briefing them he did slip in and out of being a good and bad actor i think uh, i didn't notice that lot- too much i was just like what's going on <laughs> he had a lot of dialogue and uh some of the complaints i've read uh that the beginning is very dense there's a lot of information coming at you the text at the start of this film says by the turn of the 23rd century, the 23rd century, 95% of the world live on or below the poverty line, which is quite possible. As a result of this, many take dangerous jobs in the interplanetary mining, military, and space exploration sectors. So it explains what slipstreaming is, which uh, the characters all had this like metal unit attached to the back of their neck um, that they used to slipstream. And uh, Daniel McPherson's character, Whit Carmichael, he uh, is the lone survivor of a biological attack or an outbreak. And uh, he slipstreamed out of there to a place called Infinity. And um, it's an off-world mining facility. And everybody who has been sent for this mission, they have to um, deactivate a payload and rescue Whit Carmichael. So that's the, the, the mission, basically. That's the parameters. Like you say, the look of the film is really clever. There's a lot of uh, rotating cameras to give you this sort of floating in space, unnerving, unhinged kind of uh, visual appeal. Yeah, it gives you so much vertigo. You're just like, oh my gosh, get me out of this claustrophobic environment. Added so much to the atmosphere as well. 100%, yeah. It was interesting too, like uh, at the very beginning, you meet Daniel McPherson's character and he's living in very similar housing uh, to the world of Colin Farrell's Total Recall. Yeah, or, um, or even Blade Runner. Definitely, yeah. Like, this bleak future <laughs> appears to be what people are projecting because we need affordable, you know, minute housing that, like, you know, space is at a premium so everybody gets kind of 
this small space to keep their small amount of stuff and it's the poverty line in this film you know on or below the poverty line his wife i think it's his wife is pregnant and uh, he just has to get back to her which is the real emotional heart of this film absolutely you're right the guy with the beard and the scar who was his commander was incredibly memorable so much so that i got attached to that new team the west coast team the boys uh with the dirty jump conversations and like uh they would have been great to see again yeah no absolutely yeah no they they had a great presence to them and there was a whole world that they gave off like um you know they they've been through a lot of missions and everything like that it's just like oh i want to see previous adventures with these guys you know yeah definitely and when we got the new team uh the guys who were all going in to brief them the only name i caught was menzies for a long time he's the father with a six-year-old who you know uh explains that but the characters weren't weren't developed i didn't get a sense of who they were like i knew who the captain was and and as you say he got killed but then you get to know menzies a little bit and nobody else so there was this kind of uh, i was more detached from that team than i was from the bearded west coast boys yeah what we're dealing with is pretty much 28 days later in space like it, it it's an affection infection movie or zombie movie without using the z word <laughs> uh which i love the only issue i have with this movie is its length it, it's too long by about 30 minutes there is so much that needs to be cut out like i didn't like the running sequence where he was running away from i think it was luke hemsworth um it's basically where he, he gets his machine gun or rifle uh, it was really atmospheric which is what i think uh, this movie does a really good job of creating that atmosphere but it became really tiresome at some points especially in that chase sequence and there were the, then there were some battles he faced with other characters that went on for too long especially the one at the end with huntington like uh there's a great idea that huntington hasn't yet turned he's maybe got an hour or so and there is like this brief moment where carmichael can relax and talk to him and they're joking about oh they're going home but i felt they could have dropped that character and just move on to the medic scene where we see uh claire uh and the makeup on claire who plays the medic i thought was absolutely amazing absolutely sublime she looked like sonic out of a japanese horror movie and the fight she has with her boyfriend got to a really dark place i I loved all of that the way she was holding the knife the looks they were giving each other it it was really horrific and there was more to that moment than what they were saying to each other and um the expressions on their face there were so many layers to it i think that should have um what should have happened was Carmichael had to fight the boyfriend and beat him and see if there was any hope from Claire. Then she dies. Then he gives him a whole speech. Then she he gives a whole speech at the end. I think that would have trimmed out about thirty minutes of the movie because the climactic fight where he has with Hunt- Huntington, it was obvious what was going to happen and who was going to win um, was just really obvious. It, it just went on for too long and I didn't care at that point. So I think they should have dropped that character at that last end entirely and should have had more focus on Claire and the the boyfriend, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting um, film. It was all shot in a warehouse in Sydney. You know, so sort of getting that look in that claustrophobic little space... I was very impressed with how it all came together. The look of the slipstreaming, how they sort of, their heads glitch backwards and forwards, you know. I thought that was cool. As well, the the red eye effect of when they're infected. Uh, pretty much this this 
infection happens with skin-to-skin contact or blood contact, uh, they're not sure, but pretty much, you know, almost everyone in the film is infected at some stage. And the way um, Daniel McPherson acted when he was infected, I thought was really good. How he was very kind of primal and like, you know, uh, not glitching, but there was like jolts with his body and neck and like reactions to... Yeah, he had a twitch that was just, you know, he was just fighting to hold back. Yeah, and there there were these suspenseful pieces in the middle of the film where I kept waiting for that make you jump moment, you know, where something falls or like one of those frozen people is still alive and they they move or you know there was so many moments the audience could have jumped um which never really came so there was also that stuff where there was the hanging skin yeah that was never explained (laughs) that was never really explained i was gonna ask you why were those human skins hanging there I'm assuming, like, with those few survivors that were running around the ship, I'm just assuming they got really bored and then just start, you know, toying with um, other people's bodies and putting that there. Um, you know, just leftovers from people's um, insanity, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I was a little lost on that. Like, it, was, it wasn't really explained. The, the notes where he's sort of in the science lab and he's learning about what these aliens or this life form is, the perfect specimen or perfect organic specimen or whatever... That stuff was sort of just set up for the the end of the film, um, which you couldn't really lose. You you know at the beginning where they first lose the in, in the west coast where they first lose they they first send in that team and they slipstream in and then they come back right away after thirty seconds and they're all screaming and then one yep. sets off a grenade and things like that. Um, I thought that was so awesome, like that the idea that people could leave and they're actually gone in their time for like two two days or twenty four hours. And then they come back and it's only been like 30 seconds. And what they've seen is just absolute horror. You know, that was, oh, that really got to me. Just like, man, what did they see? <laughs> yeah. A little bit of that is the, I know it's not a new thing, but like we, we saw in Interstellar as well. You know how sometime they went down on the tidal wave planet and the time they spent down there was years by the time they got back up. Whenever I think of like symbiotes, and I know this isn't really a symbiote, I think of Venom and Carnage from Spider-Man, you know, and it, in this film to see that like snake version of the symbiote hanging down, like interacting, I thought I thought of Venom and Carnage for some reason again. <laughs> Do you think, like there was a lot of argument about when Wit was infected. Uh, Luke Ford's character was trying to let him see the red in his eyes, you know, like, let me see your eyes. When were you infected? How long have you been here? He must have been infected prior to that running and falling you know where he fell and basically cracked his head yeah from a massive height because then they healed him and repaired him and when he came back he was infected i don't know if he died at that point like from that fall who who healed him well i assume that he was infected and like the symbiote was within him at that time and so maybe he died from that fall is what i'm saying so if he did or he was seriously injured, it repaired him the same way that sort of happens towards the end of the film. Because at the very beginning, oh, at the beginning of that moment, uh, before he runs off, um, the Marines all try to save their captain who's been hit in the throat from a, some sort of tool that the crazy man sliced him with. Yep. And then another guy appears, they shoot him in the head and blood explodes everywhere. And we see cuts on Carmichael's hands that are healing. 
Um, so there's something unexplained at that moment. There's something within him. I don't know. Maybe I saw the scene wrong, but I, I, I vividly remember bruises or cuts on his hands that are um, disappearing. Um, so maybe there's some form of healing factor within him. I'm not sure. I thought it was like a splashback of the blood hitting him. Um, oh, I, I see. Yeah, no, that could be it. Yeah. From when the head exploded, like it yep. splashed on him as well. A bit of telling dialogue uh, was when he said, it's looking for an alpha. It just wants to exist. It doesn't care about the consequences to us. It's not capable of understanding. Not yet anyway. So he's sort of setting up that kind of evolution at the end where it has time to evolve. The whole time I was wondering whether or not it would be better if they brought it home. You know, um, I thought that's where this was going, that they were going to become infected and still be teleported back. And we we're going to see a similar sequence to the beginning when people disappeared and then came back and they were already infected. But they would bring it back to Earth, you know. There was that part where this character, um, Rex, do you remember him? Yeah. He was the guy with the three lines of blood on his face. Yeah, he was and cool. Yeah, it reminded me of Blade Runner a little bit. You know, Tears in Rain. And he says, it sees you wit. You know, what is life? I want the answer. And he says, it's everything. And he says, life is nothing without choice. And he kills himself, infecting Menzies at the same time. At this point of the film, I'm not very impressed. Because I'm like, no one's going to survive. This is a big downer. Why am I watching this? You know, like, it's just so negative, I suppose. At this time, I'm not thinking at all about the clever twist that's coming up in the film. We should jump straight to the end of this, really. Let's talk at the end of this film. Aliens? Symbiote? I don't know what you want to call it. Um, well, yeah, it's like... Um, I don't want to say the thing. The thing infects you and becomes that person. Um, but it is a parasite of some sort. Like, um, you know, that's what I It can't I feel. exist without you, yeah. Yeah, but at the end, they sort of... I don't know, unless Carmichael's hallucinating, he sees he sees the parasite um, become like these invisible beings walking around, and he sees them, one of them holding a photograph. So I don't know if they've chosen the human form as it's, um, you know, to, to look like a human um, being rather than a goo. Um, but it is a ooze of some sort that is alive and that is intelligent and it is capable of sympathy and um, and everything like that. It's sort of like it's chosen the human form to acknowledge and honour the humans that it's it's evolved to human, I suppose. Yeah, um, and it's apologising in a way. Yeah, but the the big thing is holding up that picture. It's like acknowledging you want to get home to mm. this person. When he says I find Tommy's- it so powerful that the fact that this virus can heal them back from death and reverse everything that it's done. Yeah. Like, it, it, it is so godlike in a way, the virus. So, you know, I'd be like, oh, you know, we should bring some of that stuff back. <laughs> yeah. When he plays his speech on a loop, it's, you know, good that he chose to play it on a loop. They'll hear it after they've already evolved. Like, they're going to spend as long as they take evolving to that human form. And yeah. saying, you know, they chose hatred and violence and conflict, the worst stuff of mankind. Um, they had the inability to see the bigger picture, you know. And they took a long time filming that suicide and dripping that blood down, you know, just because it would look really good in reverse when you reverse that image. And in a way, it sort of represents the aliens, if you will. I'll call them aliens, though I'm not sure that's what they should be called. The goo. 
uh, changing its stance on humans, you know, reversing its thinking about humans. Now, I have some questions about the end here, Lloyd. (laughs) Humor me, if you will. If you're suicidal, everybody around you is dead. You're not going to make it home. You're the Whit Carmichael character. At this point, the goo is sort of the enemy. Wouldn't you think a more effective way of taking yourself out would be also to take out the goo? If you... Remember when they turned all those valves and um, really, like, jacked up the heat in the furnace and, like, everything was going to explode and overheat? Wouldn't you think you'd do that and explode and overheat everything? That's that's a great idea, yeah. Um, self-destruct... You know, put it... Put, um, like, a Sigourney Weaver did in Alien, you know, put the self-destruct sequence on and blow it all to hell. Yeah, because... Um, like if you've already if you're already suicidal, like taking out your enemy with you seems like it makes more sense. Well, that's the thing I liked about this movie because it didn't go in that direction what a typical sci-fi horror movie would normally do. It went the other way. He was trying to sympathize with its if it had a good side, sort of like, you know, you got a gun to someone they're pleading for their life to for the goodness in you know in the villain like I can't you know please spare my life sort of thing I felt Carmichael was in that direction which you know before he commits suicide and the movie does end on a good note because it's been such a long downer he does finally get home to his wife which is what I really liked rather than you know having that typical ending where everyone's dead you know you're like oh Jeez, what a downer. <laughs> but you're right it would have been a kind of victory if he did blow up the virus you know like it doesn't work. It doesn't work for the ending, though. Like, you know, if he blows everyone up, then they never evolve and they never heal yeah. them. But I, 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 but to me, the ending that they had here worked really well. Um, where he's, you know, giving that speech, trying to sympathize with the with the primordial lose like t- telling him because he realizes that it's an intelligent being that he's up against. He feels it inside him and everything like that and he's just trying to tell him you you missed the you completely missed the point of us and everything like that and then the the ooze realizes that at the end and takes everything back if you will and gives them back their life it was really sublime to see in a in a horror sci-fi movie i've never seen anything like that but again my only issue with it it took so long to get to that point you know yeah. and, <laughs> and i love an action se- i love action scenes but when he was fighting um, that guy at the end, oh jeez, I forgot his name. Uh, not the Liam. actor is Luke Ford. Yeah, yeah, Luke Ford. When he was fighting him at the end, I just didn't care at that point because I knew he was going to win. I, I knew Luke Ford didn't stand a chance. I'm just watching a guy getting beat up. I'm just like, all right, can we just get to the end? <laughs> yeah, and I mean the runtime was an hour and fifty minutes, which did feel kind of indulgent. Yeah, um, for what we were watching, it felt like a really nice twist at the end. But um, it did take a long time to get to it. As well, when he's saying to Claire, tell me something crazy you haven't tried. How about opening some of the vents to cool the area and thereby like dropping the body temperature and like slowing people's metabolism and therefore you would have slowed the virus down. When I was watching it, I was like, you know, they can open vents and cool the area. Like, why didn't anybody think of anything like that yeah they lost the medic um too early claire was obviously the most pivotal most important character um in the movie but unfortunately you know and it's that really dark 
scene like she the, the implication there was that she was pregnant and she had to kill whatever was inside her because the virus was growing that that's what i got from the scene yeah and the last shot you see of her is of blood flowing out from her stomach as she's just sitting there dead it's just yeah. such a horrific image but again i think the true masterpiece of this movie and nothing against the director nothing against the dop the art direction the actors i think they all did a great job it's to me the superhero of this movie is the makeup and uh the makeup artist i thought they did a fantastic job because the image of claire um holding that knife against um her boyfriend getting ready to kill him not knowing what to do is was credit to um the actress i gotta get a name uh grace hung um she did an amazing job just an absolutely beautiful job in that scene it was ugh, gave me shivers <laughs> I was pretty impressed with the acting in general. Uh, not that guy who did the exposition, as I said. <laughs> but, but like Luke Ford's character clicking his fingers as he's like pursuing Daniel McPherson towards the end was haunting. Yeah. And um, Daniel McPherson did a great job. It was just everyone was doing American accents. I liked and, it. <laughs> I didn't yeah. mind it. <laughs> and, and I didn't really have a problem with that. I, I get that it, it needs to be made for a certain market. And, um, you know... I can appreciate what they were doing there. Like, it's a low-budget film shot in a warehouse that they're exporting to the world. So the reforming and healing that this goo does is so good. It's Their symbiotic bonding is so good. There's no evidence of it as a contagion when they return to Earth. Yeah, I, I got from that they left them. Like, the, like the, the virus has completely left them at that point. They, they, you know, it wants to apologize for what it's sort of done and it, it's completely left their systems and they're free because there was such a build-up in that last scene where, look at me, look at me, we, we have to know that you're clear. Have you been in contact? Were you compromised? And all of them know that they were compromised but they don't want to say so. So they just kind of go, no, we're definitely not, you know. And then when the computer scans them and everything like that, they go, yeah, they're, they're free, they're fine. And I got from that that the virus has, in fact, actually left them alone and they all acknowledge that interesting i didn't interpret it that way you interpret it as the virus is still in them and they it can't detect our technology can't detect it yes and wow. that um and that the stuff in the science lab where he says it's a perfect organism and it can match us perfectly was telling us that it's rebuilt them so perfectly like you can't detect that there's anything other than them even though there is yeah no that i think that's a perfectly valid interpretation as well yeah, the the only thing they remember, I suppose, was what they were alive and uninfected for before they got infected. So the captain barely remembers anything. So when he's like, we'll just chalk this down to whatever at the end, <laughs> yeah. you know. He's like, unless anyone else wants to say anything. And sort of some people look at each other and you can tell Daniel McPherson remembers because he was alive and uninfected the longest. They all sort of look at each other and they're happy to go home, really. Uh, I like my, the uh, cultural variety of that team as well, how you had that, sort of like in Sunshine. Um, oh, gosh, the director of... What's Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle. <laughs> Sunshine. I loved uh, in that the team in Sunshine, how it was really multicultural, like you had an Asian captain and everything like that. Just unfortunately, the last 20 minutes in that movie, but other than that, it was really good. Um, in this one, you really get a great multicultural uh, crew as well. Like you got the captain who's um, African, you got Claire who's um, Asian, you got, um, I think, uh, the one of them was... Um, british i think 
or he could have been Australian. There was definitely an Australian accent in there. Uh, I can't remember which one. I can't believe it. Uh, Menzies, well, I, I think. think Menzies was Australian. Was he Australian or British? I'm not sure, but it just felt multicultural, and it's great how females were as strong as the males in some in, in some sense. Like, you got that idea that they were in there as part of the Marines. That was really good. Definitely. Um, it's good to see, like, and it's it makes sense if you think about this being the future, you know, that we're still a multicultural place. Races aren't going to be wiped out in their entirety. People live everywhere all over the world. And 95% of the population is on the poverty line. That includes all races. So that's true to the story. All the samples were gone at the end as well, presumably because the aliens evolved out of them or took them away, the ones from the science lab, which I thought was interesting. Anyway, on, um, on Instagram... I posted a picture that I'd seen the film and uh, Daniel McPherson responded to the picture. You know, he said, thanks for watching, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, I mentioned that I enjoyed it and uh, he wrote, thanks so much. Keep an eye out for the next one coming soon. Then he did a winky face and then a punching emoji and then an alien emoji. So do you interpret that as there's going to be a sequel? I guess I guess so. I hope they don't because I really like the ending. It's a happy ending. So if it's a case the virus comes back to Earth, I'm going to be so disappointed. <laughs> or or if, sorry if the virus turns south on them like go, becomes evil again, I'm you know, I've got to be disappointed, I guess. Well, they've they've carried it home. It's now in our atmosphere and the final line of this film was they said you were gone. The, the pregnant wife says that to him and he he was he was dead he isn't himself anymore you know this is sort of like the astronaut's wife um yeah. whether isn't he, that sort he's of not, he's just not the same he's tainted now yeah something's See, happened i don't, to I don't him. want that i don't want to believe that <laughs> <laughs> you know, the aliens are now on earth uh, are they a threat probably not they just wanted to exist you know there was a symbiotic kind of relationship they had with us and they they didn't know at what cost and initially that would be but now that they're back i think that they're just not going to react the way that they thought they would right i have no idea but i was just curious if you thought that meant you know thanks so much keep an eye out for the next one coming soon coming soon sounds like there's already something in the works <laughs> for us uh Next time on the podcast, guys, it's going to be Jurassic World, uh, starring Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, we're looking forward to talking about that one. I'm looking forward to not being sick when we talk about that one. Uh, <laughs> apologies if this has been too gravelly for you. Lloyd, uh, tell everyone about the YouTube channel. Guys, we have a YouTube channel where we do small reviews on obscure movies but with famous stars. Uh, they only go for about five or six minutes minutes each. I guarantee you wouldn't have seen most of the movies on this list, uh, on, on this YouTube channel, and there's a reason why you haven't seen many of the movies that we review on that YouTube channel. So um, if you can, go there, check it out, uh, give us a thumbs up on any of our videos, uh, please subscribe. Uh, we do work hard at them, and we've got many planned uh, many more videos planned uh, for further in the year, so I can't wait to get to them. All the stuff from us is at www.podmeifyoucan.com. You can find links to YouTube channel there. As well, there's a little like uh, store icon where you can buy some Amazon books I've put up there. As well, you can find a link to iTunes. Uh, if you listen to the podcast through iTunes, give us a rating. That'll help other people find the podcast there. 
or you know just become a fan on facebook there's all the stuff there for you guys to enjoy uh pleasure talking about infinity with you lloyd and if they do wind up doing Infinity 2. I think we'll probably have to discuss it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think um, Shane Abbas, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, did a fantastic job with this movie. It, it looks absolutely phenomenal. My issues with it is just its length. But other than that, I, I think it's an absolute... Um, it's something that he should be absolutely proud of. Everyone who was in this did a fantastic job. It looks really, really good. And guys, if you haven't seen it and you've just had elements of it spoiled for you, you can still support the film. You can watch it on iTunes and, uh, you know, help uh, Australian films like this get it made. Uh, it's a, it's great to see projects that have, like, uh, global appeal being made in Australia, ones that aren't specifically Australian stories and sci-fi Absolutely, as well. absolutely agree with you. Like, it's just great seeing a sci-fi movie come out of Australia. You know, that in itself is a huge achievement. Definitely. All right, guys, we'll talk to you next time for Jurassic World. Hit it. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening. Please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Go to www.podmeifyoucan.com. Pod me if you can. Movie reviews. 